guess what, everybody? It's time to introduce our new Star Trek reference to my old days in script writing, Mind Meld. in autumn like that it's classic it's time everybody it's time for our guests host of the infinite fringe billy ray valentine is with us everybody how you doing billy ray thanks for joining me and coming on as our guest our very first guest for the mind meld on liberty conspiracy man how you doing thank you for having me man i'm doing good thanks guard it's an honor hey man it's an honor to have you here and thank you for being such a great host to me so many times on america unplugged infinite fringe you've got so much why don't you tell people first off um you've been at this for a long time your established channels where people can find you and when uh the infinite fringe dot and the infinite fringe on apple podcast um i'm i'm not regular there uh, i have been since january you know i i try to put out at least one thing per week yeah. uh, but there's no set time i'm i, I just got too busy to to keep up but i'm trying i'm trying to to maintain it so as of you know uh january i've been better about it so go check it out there, I, there's a bunch of new episodes there guard was on on the second one this year it was great so go yes. check that and of course america unplugged uh and we do that here on rockfin uh 12 p.m eastern every uh saturday and uh america unplugged.com america unplugged radio.com and america unplugged wherever you can find podcasts you know, it blows my mind um, because, as you say, you know, you you do so many things and, you know, here you are saying, well, you know, I'd like to do more. Like you would never know that you are squeezing this in here this because you're so solid on so many shows. And would you like to tell people if there's a difference between the different types of shows that you put out or one of the things I was curious about is the 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 growth of your show or you know where you started and then where you started to take it because your interests you might have discovered this or that and you know sort of gone with different different things as you discovered more information in your investigations of um uh deep state freedom right. freedom of speech and what you were seeing around you which has really become pretty crazy the past few years yeah absolutely i mean we've all been witness to it you know and whether we sit on one side of the fence or the other we've all seen it We've just seen it from different sides, right? The the evolution of the alternative media and what's going on in the mainstream. And, you know, the the, the infinite fringe, I started it because I wanted to talk about conspiracies and I and I wanted to talk about things that could possibly, you know, affect people's lives. And I, I thought I was going to bring uh, information to people, try to, you know, try to plant seeds here and there, try, you know, as a as a way to do activism, but also as a way to to you know feed my my interest and for conspiracy theories and talk about all these you know crazy things fringe stuff yeah, right right um, i enjoy I, I and and i still do um so we still do that on the infinite fringe um 
But, you know, I, I've just taken a hard stance on on several issues, you know, that I, I don't want to promote. I don't want to be a part of because I don't believe in it. And, I, and I, I've taken a hard stance on I've had everybody on the alternative media. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of new people that are in now. Um, but but all the legends, everyone, I, I've had them on, you know, and, and, and I've spoken to them. Um, and, you know, it's very different when you're on the outside looking in and then you're in. You know, when 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 you when you're sitting at the table, yeah. You know, it's very different. It's a very different look. And then when you're outside and you look at these people and you're like, "Whoa, these people have it together," or these people are, you know, really really out there trying to affect change, right? Trying yeah, to make right. Something. And then you sit there and you're like, "Wait a minute, they're not trying to do that. You know, they're doing something completely different. You know, um, yeah, they, or, they sound really inauthentic after a while. You say like, yeah, oh, I yeah. can't believe I actually listened to that guy. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. And a lot of that happened to me. But but I I also met some incredible people. Right. And some people that that uh, while I was on the outside looking in, I had a perception of them. And then when I sat at the table, I was right. Yeah, so, wow, these guys are amazing, right? And and these are the people that I stick with. Yeah, you know, and 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 then I met Tony Arterburn. I met you, you know, and and you know these this is these are the people that I want to surround myself with. We're not going to be right all the time, right? We're not. It's just not going to happen. We're going to disagree, right? Yeah. I'm going to have a perspective. You're going to have a perspective, but it's honest. It's an yeah. honest perspective, and that's what we're offering. And I want to be uh, involved with people that offer that. And that's what I want to bring to the infinite fringe. So it's, it's taken a bit of a, of a turn because I'm very selective about who I have on. I will have new people on that. I I'm not familiar with cause I got to get to know them, but there's a bunch of people from my back catalog that I'll never have on again. Um, you know, it's just, just the way it is, you know, um, that's, I can't, I can't come to terms with presenting that information. And if I do present that information, I'm going to give it a serious push. Right. You know, uh, Billy Ray, it's interesting. We're speaking with Billy Ray Valentine, folks. Infinite Fringe. Again, the website's main main website, probably Infinite Fringe. People can check out the audios, right? It's all audio for the most part. I, I do. Apple. Right. Uh, Apple Podcasts. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. And But not Google, right? No, not Google Play, uh, not Spotify. I, I never, I never, not uh, iHeartRadio. Yeah. When I was on Truth Frequency Radio, we, we aired on iHeart. You know, oh, um, oh, yeah, sure. but, um, but, uh, since I've left truth frequency radio, I don't, I don't do the live show anymore. Yeah. So, um, it's, it's all audio and it's, it's only on Apple podcast and on Podbeam, and you can find it on other catchers like the road catchers that mirror, um, Apple, you know, and yeah. there's tons of those, you know, so if you have an Android and you go to like podcast Republic or something, it's going to be there, you know, but, uh, it's not on, on Spotify or Google play or anything like that. Man, your knowledge of this is way beyond mine, man. I'm going to have to, I'll, I'll be sitting in the student's chair like Rodney Dangerfield and back to school. Oh, teacher. Uh, 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 I'm telling you, hey, where are all the hot chicks here? What's going on? I'm the only one in class. Uh. You know, you're hilarious. You missed your calling, man. You should have You should have been a stand-up comic. <laughs> Oh, dude! I, I, you know Rodney was one of the guys. I love. I think everybody I knew loved Rodney. But I, I used to do impressions of Rodney in high school, and um, you know, I, I did a bunch of different voice impressions and stuff like up on stage. It was sort of a way to break out of being shy. And there was a kid in school. I'd see him, and, and he, I was a uh, junior. He was a freshman, 
And I don't think he even knew my name. And he just pointed at me and goes, Rodney. And I go walking <laughs> by him. I'm like, hey, dude, what's going on? I'm like, uh, uh. And I love, I love that line from Rodney. He's like, uh, well, I tell you, it's rough being me. Right. Uh, my wife, she's such a bad cook. We leave dental. Uh, she, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, good, uh, oh, thanks. Thanks. Yeah. He goes, oh, oh, she's such a bad cook. We leave dental floss out on the kitchen counter. The cockroaches <laughs> hang themselves. Uh, and then he's like, oh, the other day she tried to make French toast. She burned her tongue in the toaster. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Free and Rodney. So good. Him and Don Rickles, those dudes, man. <laughs> anyway, uh, I, I mean, just to be insulted by Don Rickles would have been a highlight of my life. You know, yeah. just to have him call me a hockey puck. I'd be like, thank you. Thank you. You're good. But yeah. So, you know, it's interesting, Billy, because the approach that you take to your broadcasts, and that idea of, yeah, you know, I, I want to get to know somebody. And then you find you'll stick with them if they maintain a standard where they're they're not lying, they're not being deceptive, they're not showing that they're starting to sort of, you know, um, just do things for promotion's sake, which right. I think a lot of people do. Right, right, so that's really good. And I really like the fact that you're so dedicated to, you know, trying to find the truth. And, and one of the things that you and I wanted to discuss tonight was a little bit about what's going on with Twitter and then a little bit about what's going on with the Nord Stream pipeline and how all this, along with the COVID stuff, it all mixes in with free speech and what the heck we can get out, you know? Right, right. So, yeah. Um, what do you what do you think you might want to discuss first? Would it be Twitter, Nord Stream, whatever you want, man? Take your pick. Let's do it. Whichever you want. Well, I, I was pretty curious because, you know, I saw Tulsi Gabbard do her thing on on at the House Oversight Committee right. and uh, she was making some really good points, you know. Uh, but what I think is is missing here is they're calling all these people to task. Uh, they're calling up all these Twitter executives and so on. Um, but I don't see the same sort of attention being leveled against people within the agencies like the FBI and others. And maybe it's because the Biden administration people wouldn't respond. But I only see them putting pressure on the social media people who were responding to and working with the federal officials. They're, they don't seem to be paying attention to the federal officials and saying, hey, maybe maybe this is really screwed up. Right. No, that's a really good point. Um, yeah. um, it it, it uh, kind of reminds me of January 6th, right? There's so many people that got I imprisoned, um, but they're, you know, either giving slap on a wrist. Well, some people are getting are, are are getting a little bit more pressure of but but of the people that were responsible right you have like a donald trump and an alex jones and and uh and ali alexander all these people right yeah. um yeah. same thing here right and you made a really good point and, and i didn't even think about it until you mentioned it right mm -hmm. um they're not bringing the fbi the cia or anybody that you know the cia anybody that was working uh to with twitter in order to do these things they're not you know this is um largely for show um, nothing is really going to come of this, right? And uh, and they sit they sit these ex Twitter execs up in a row, and Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Bobart get to scream at them for a bit, right. you know. And and then what happens? Right. Nothing, absolutely nothing. Elon Musk is in charge now, you know, and he censors who he wants, right? Uh, somebody made fun of him, and he took them off the platform, right? Yes, yeah, so it sort of reminds me of like the mafia dons utilizing some local rats uh, in the you know in the local yeah, yeah. area they get these people who want to be like the king of their little hill so right, they right. give them a little bit of power 
And then when they don't need them anymore, they call them in like, eh, come here. Right, right. You know, I don't like what you've been doing. But but you asked me. No, no, you don't understand, man. Right, right. I didn't ask you to do any of this stuff. What are you talking about? <laughs> and they leave them hanging, right? They leave right. them out to dry. You know, right. I can just see it. Al Pacino would be sitting there like watching this, like, I don't want to be part of this. This is bad mojo, you know? Right. Um, so, yeah, it is interesting. And I, I like what Tulsi Gabbard had to say because she called to uh, called attention to different proposals that are overt proposals to actually silence people. But we already saw, you probably saw the news, how the federal government uh, the Justice Department was calling traditional Catholics potential terrorist threats. Wow. No, I did not see that. Yeah, people doing Latin mass. They're like, uh, maybe there are terrorist threats. And they're, they're investigating these people. I'll call this up on the screen here. It's an FBI memo, and I'll put it on onto, uh, onto the screen. I'll, I'll uh, include it here for us. There it is. FBI, internal FBI memo warns against radical traditional Catholic, traditionalist Catholic ideology. Mm. Mm. And, and I can't help but think that this is part of, um, of um, what, what are they calling it? Christian nationalism? Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, and, I, you know, there's, I don't know any Christian nationalists per se, I but they're, <laughs> I, I know they've got to be small numbers. It's sort of like what you're talking about, how they take something tiny and then and, and blow it it's up. It's true. You know? It's true. And, and, and that's another really good point. Um, I know some, you know, but but it, it was something for lack of, I'm not going to say fringe, it was something niche. Yeah, right, right. right. It was something niche. And, and, and the left got a hold of this. Yeah. You know, and then the right did its part, too, because because it's always both parts mm -hmm. in, in order for something to blow up and infiltrate the mainstream of America. Both sides need to play a part. It's the yeah. good and the bad. Right. Yeah. Or the yeah. negative and the positive, whichever it is, they they can switch. They're not exclusive to the left or the right. They're just playing their role depending on the issue. So each of them, it's it's like professional or like boxing. Right. Floyd Mayweather is is uh, the greatest boxer of our generation, argu arguably. He was boring, right? But no one could knock him out, and he talked so much crap. So he played that role right. to a T where he maximized the amount of money that he got and attention that he got. So right. it's the same thing here. They're doing this with, with, uh, with uh, Christian uh, nationalism, right? And uh, the left takes it and like, look at these people. Look at these crazy people and what they're doing. And then the right defends it, right? And, uh, or the far right. And, uh, and it infiltrates that way. And then, boom, it just blows up. It blows up from there because both sides are at each other's throats. People yeah. that didn't know about it before, they know about it now. You know, and, yeah. and that's how it, that's how it uh, just explodes. You know, I'm grabbing my uh, my David Knight pen because I want to write something down for further further. <laughs> I do this all the time when I listen to you. I got to jot something down here. Um, I'm going to put it just in a couple letters. Pardon me, audience. I got to write something down. But, yeah, you make an excellent point. Uh, that I'd, I'd like to sort of expand on this, you know, taking something that is, uh, it, it, it becomes really difficult when, mm -hmm. you know, you're trying to seek out truth. And I think you do a really good job when you interview people. And then, as you say, you've got sort of this internal policy. Do you continue to vet people as long as you seem to feel that they're being authentic and they're providing information? You know, that's cool. You got a good relationship with somebody. It's like a neighbor. Hey, like, hey, man, that guy's an honest guy. Cool. Right. And, but it becomes increasingly difficult because of the way that the media has been manipulated. Uh, everything from 
the way that the the Trump backers manipulated things. What was the name of that organization Steve Bannon was was associated with Cambridge? early? Well, it Cambridge Analytica. Yeah. Hmm. Like you know, they got a lot of details and so on. So they were sort of the right-wing version of taking uh, certain trends that they saw within certain population groups that they thought would be very big for elections and taking their messages and maximizing them for their candidates, which right. is what, you know, all political, almost all political um, um, advisors will try to do. Of course. But right. it, yeah, I, it's it's becoming very difficult. And I think it ties into this whole thing of, that we've seen over the years as the Twitter files exposed when we got with the uh, the story of the Russian uh, Russian collusion, the mm. Hunter Biden laptop, the Russian propaganda stuff, we can see how Twitter and Facebook worked very very closely with their mafia dons in Washington right. to do their bidding because they were ideologically similar. Mm. And of course, Twitter got nearly three million dollars for it. But also, Billy Ray, I think it's interesting because it goes back it goes back farther than that to, as I mentioned, the overthrow of the Ukrainian government mm -hmm. in 2013 and the way that certain nation states were depicted as bad guys even around that time. Libya, Syria, Gaddafi, right. and even Saddam Hussein. Yeah. So we've constantly been fed this. Let's go to let's go to the Ukraine story and see. I haven't really seen much about the way that uh, you know, this Ukraine story was treated, except this, and I, I held on to this one. I'd like to show you this, just to show you how the media originally handled the fact that Joe Biden had already threatened the Nord Stream pipeline. Yeah. So back in September, when the Nord Stream pipeline blew, Newsweek reported on Joe Biden talking uh warning warning people that this essentially there would something would happen to the pipeline right billy right you right. got it so he had done that like five months earlier right maybe even more so the interesting thing is it wasn't newsweek saying as you can see in the headline it it wasn't newsweek saying video of biden saying he'd end Nord Stream resurfaces after pipeline leak it wasn't just that it was this it says video of President Joe Biden saying that he would end the Nord Stream 2 gas pipeline has resurfaced after Nord Stream 1 and 2 were damaged in what's been described as an act of sabotage. Right. Then they go into Fox News host Tucker Carlson. So none of this is their own reporting. They're right. saying other people brought this up, ascribe motivations to it. Right. Mm -hmm. So they're not actually saying, hey, guess what? We're Newsweek. You know, we've got access to this friggin' footage too. Right. And here's what he said. No, what they're doing is they're saying certain blocks, certain ideological blocks are pushing forward this video. So if people just see this headline, they'll think, oh, well, you know, or not even the headline. They read the first two paragraphs, first three. Here's the next one. So Fox News host Tucker Carlson suggested on Monday that Biden could be responsible for the damage to the Russian-owned pipelines, neither of which were operational when they experienced major leaks into the Baltic Sea. Several Twitter users shared in ABC News, so it's always indirect reference. Right. 
And I, I just, it blows my mind that even there, when you've got the president of the United States and Victoria Nuland, who, as we know, there's so much footage of her exposing how intimately involved she was with negotiating with friggin' neo-Nazis. <laughs> I mean, how much more obvious do you need it to be that they're working with unscrupulous people and they overthrew the government of Ukraine? It's so obvious. It's so obvious that the president's own son was earning tens of thousands of dollars a week working for their major oil, oil energy company there. I mean, it just blows my mind. So I'm thinking to myself, we we see the way that the media people have, uh, you know, the social media has worked so closely and ideologically with Newsweek. And they're not even the worst. We can see with Newsweek, Billy Ray, we can see that ideologically they lean in certain directions. We right. know this. Yeah. I was very curious to find out, you know, as I, as I mentioned to you offline, Billy Ray, you know, you coming from hanging out in an urban area of New York and, and, you know, been there for years, you know, you know, so much more about that than I do. And I come from the woods and I worked at a farm stand. Right. Mm. And so I'm thinking to myself, how does a guy who watches media on his own for his own work and for trying to find truth when he goes outside, what's it like in that environment? Because media just saturates everything around New York. And, and what do you see? It, what is the difference there? Do you think there are a lot of people who are getting any alternative information when you walk outside? Yeah. Yeah. There's tons of people. Really? Yeah. There's tons of people that are getting alternative information. I mean, we're, we're still a minority. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's a, vis there's a visible measurable growth, right? When you step outside and talk to the everyday person. Yeah. Now that could be good or bad. I don't know where they're getting their information from. I don't know what uh what's causing it you know but there there is an uptick in in people that will look at this but let, let's look at this uh this uh Nord Stream uh situation sure right? let's take a look at it from uh, the perspective of the alternative media if we had broken this story let's remember where the story's coming from right if we had broken this story we would have been called crazy, tinfoil hat wearing, uh, conspiracy theorist with no proof. Excellent. Right? Yep. And, it, and it wouldn't have been taken seriously by Newsweek or anyone else. And this is everyone, everybody, everybody in the mainstream here in America and throughout the world is reporting on this right now. Right. So let's see who's who is giving us this information. The mainstream. They're giving us this information about what happened at Nord Stream. Right. Right. So right. Let, let's remember what happened with COVID. We in the alternative media were the first to say that it was a bioweapon that possibly that probably came out of a lab or created in a lab. Right. Right. Either, either here in the United States at Fort Detrick or over in, in Wuhan, China. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? So we, we were saying that we yeah. got called crazy by the mainstream. Mm -hmm. Literally. That's right. nuts. that's crazy. Why would you say something like that? It's irresponsible. A few months later. They're reporting it as if it's a possibility, legitimizing right. it, not giving any credit to the alternative media, but reporting the whole situation as if, yes, yeah, it, you know, it's 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 possible that yeah. this was created in a lab. This is the mainstream now talking. Right. So now the, the roles have been flipped. Right. The mainstream right. is presenting the information. 
That's not it's not it's not coming from the alternative media. Well, it typically doesn't. Most of the time it comes from the mainstream. But the mainstream has presented and a conspiracy theory. Right. That's what's right, happening. Seymour right. right. Hearst, right, who is respected by everyone, right? Um yeah. was responsible for breaking the story, not really having any concrete proof but a lot of uh, verifiable pieces of evidence right. and a lot of circumstantial evidence, right? When you see right. Joe Biden say what he said, pretty much like you said, tipping his hand, right? He's like, hey, yeah. we got this covered. We're like, but how, how, how? The, 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 the press is there saying, how, how do you have this covered? What do you mean? How are you going to, to stop this from going on if Russia invades Ukraine? Hey, listen. We got this. It's hap It's going to happen. It's going to happen. We got What's this the, all back. Relax. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, so, so, um, so, the, so the mainstream puts this out. Right. right? Yeah. And, yeah. and they are allowed to speculate. They are allowed to put out theories that can't be proven yet. Right. They're allowed to do it and it's not a problem. And this is where censorship comes in. Why do they get to do it? And we don't. Yeah, and, well, and you know, you know what they do it, and we don't. I'm sorry, guard. Go oh no, no, but you know, it's interesting because you bring you bring to mind a couple of things, and you know, I brought up the image of the Seymour Hirsch piece again, and it was funny just when I brought it up a little bit earlier, mm -hmm. uh, you were talking about the mainstream sources and things like that, and I, as I brought it up, I thought to myself, oh yeah, Seymour Hirsch used to be adored by the mainstream, right? right? When he was talking about the Mille uh, uh, massacre, right, right, right. and you know, he was—he's won Pulitzer prizes and stuff. And just like my friend James Bovard, James Bovard, when he was writing books like called "Feeling Your Pain" about the Clinton presidency and how corrupt they were, uh, he was adored by hosts like uh, Fox News hosts. Mm -hmm. You know, they would have him on all the time right. because it served their purposes even though his information was good information and he was putting out information that libertarians and, and anti-authoritarians and pro-peace people would all love, the Fox News people did it because it was anti-Clinton, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so so that was great. But see, and after he started writing about George W. Bush and he, he put out the book called The Bush Betrayal, uh, they, he couldn't get booked if he set himself on fire, you know? <laughs> I mean, it was like, what happened? And he would right. talk about this, you know? So it's very interesting that Seymour Hirsch, when he started talking about the rat lines and Benghazi and how that, that was a weapons transfer going up into Syria, that they were bringing weapons from Qatar into Turkey, into Syria, and all those narratives about, oh, Assad dropped chemical weapons on his own people. You know, that was debunked by MIT students. You know, the, the uh, line in the sand that Obama was going to have, they talked him down from that because, like, you, what are you doing? This is insane. Right. All of that stuff's been going on. And guys like Seymour Hirsch, all of a sudden, they can't get booked on PBS. They can't mm -hmm. get booked on ABC and CBS that used to love them. I mean, what happened? I thought you guys were going to the prom together, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it is interesting. So what's your take on on this information then? I think it's very believable. I think as as you sort of implied earlier, mm. we can connect the dots. Oh, right? absolutely. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's like you know, like <laughs> if if the glove don't fit, you must equate, yeah. right? <laughs> it is that 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 evident that um it, well, at least the evidence points in the direction of the United States. Who benefits? 
right? Yeah, right. It's the United States that benefits. But there's a couple of things. Um, listen, I, reading uh, what I've read about it, you know, and and uh, hearing what I've heard, you know, it's I, I I tend to lean on the side that yeah, probably this was carried out by the United States, right? Um, or in some way, shape, or form, it fits, right? It was a uh, uh, during a NATO exercise. That they went ahead and did this uh, with with the navy apparently or, or yeah, some divers right, that right. they went ahead and it, I can believe that right, right? right the the term false flag is being pushed around in the mainstream again it's resurfaced they're talking about it because the United States oh. is saying that um, Russia did this to themselves now that Russia has nothing to gain from that so what I can't it's hard for me to subscribe to that idea. That 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 Russia did this to themselves, right? That's insane. It is insane. It, it doesn't make any sense. But if the United States did it, there's also, there's also a couple of things that 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 are not connected. Mm, um, yeah, you know the the, the Norway piece, right? The Norway to go along with this, right? And then Germany, um, Germany is directly linked to this, they, and I think it's Germany and France that own forty nine percent. That's you know, right. Right. So I'm like, well, how does that affect them? Right. And, and they, they are both in NATO. How, you know, like, how, how does that come into play? Like, did the United States just say we're doing this? Screw you guys, which is very possible. Hey, you Billy, know, did, did you hear about this Rand Corporation uh, document that supposedly was leaked? And I don't know whether, you know, so many leaked documents, you're not sure whether they can be verified or not. But it was about how somebody had had sort of game planned things and 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 said that if they could start some Russian-Ukrainian conflict and get the European nations drawn into it, that would help bolster the U.S. dollar for a little longer because those I, countries I haven't heard would that, collapse. Yeah, 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 I'll see if I can find it. Uh, yeah. I heard some people talking about it, and it struck me as like, oh, wow, I haven't heard of that. But yeah. uh, I think it was the people on Redacted had heard about it. I'll see if I can find it. Um, it's from way back. And of course, the redacted Clayton Morris and Natalie Morris are great. Clayton used to work at Fox awesome. and Natalie used to work at CBS. They live, I think, in Portugal now and right. they do their show there. And um, I think they were talking about it a couple months ago. As somebody worked at Rand, they weren't sure whether it could be confirmed, but they did want to report on it, at least with that caveat. And it was some guy who, before this all started, had sort of, you know, done done the gaming on it. Uh, unfortunately, that's a pretty deadly, awful name uh, term, gaming on it, you know. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, uh, and he had said, you know, strategically speaking, uh, if this can happen uh, in Europe, then that would make the dollar stronger. But of course, it hasn't made the dollar stronger compared to the ruble because Putin did some pretty smart moves to connect the ruble to gold and the BRICS nations are now being attracted to that even more. And people are buying Russian energy using the 30% discount for the ruble. You know, and, and um, it, it's also important to note with this whole situation that uh, Blinken, the secretary of state, oh. uh, you know, he came out and said, this is a great opportunity for us, right? Like never let a good crisis go to waste, right? Yeah, right. He, he said, this is a great opportunity for us to, to, to get off of the, of, of, uh, being reliant on on Russian uh, uh, gas, you know, yeah, and we can right. cut that. And they've been wanting to do this for quite some time. Yeah, you know, that's it. Yeah, you know, so so when when you see something like this go down, and Seymour Hirsch lays out a case, I mean, he laid out a case. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. It's like, all right, we got to take this seriously. Is there a smoking gun? 
No, but that's why, you know, you get the best of the best to pull something like this off. That being said, there's a lot of people, a lot of, not people, a lot of entities, a lot of, you know, uh, high, uh, high uh, upper echelon government uh, entities throughout the world that are involved in this, right? Yeah, yeah. Something will come out eventually. I mean, you, you can argue that it's already come out through Seymour Hearst, but I'm saying even more, even more so it'll come out. We do yeah. have to take, and then I'll, I'll throw it right back to you, we do have to take uh, into account the possibility that Seymour Hearst could have been fed uh, disinformation. I, and, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. yeah, no, you know, it's funny. Uh, there have been a number of times when I've listened to you or I've been in conversation with you on America Unplugged as a guest and, and you'll say something. I'm like, oh yeah, there's always like that third possibility right. that there's like a double bluff going on. Yeah. And, uh, and it's funny, even though I worked in script writing and I would try to work on scripts where a lot of times I would have people be uh, betrayed by people, you know, yeah. uh, that sort of thinking often goes over my head. Yeah. I don't think of things like that. Uh, uh, you, you're really good with stuff like that, especially over long game type things. Like you're saying, well, is it possible that this from way back helped lay the groundwork for this? Are we being fed a, a larger thing? You know, like when you look at Donald Trump, you know, your skepticism of Donald Trump and, and David Knight is, is I think, very much in, in spirit with you looking at that, saying how much of Donald Trump's bravado and what was his role really in the setup for all this stuff? Going back to the COVID-19 emergency declaration that facilitated so many of these things, allowed for Pfizer to do this stuff. You know, it's it's. Yeah. You're, I love the way you look at these things. Like you'd be a great suspense writer, you know, at the end of the book, I'd be like, oh man, I didn't see it. Oh, you know, you hey. actually did it. You know, you actually did it. You, you know, you, you'd, uh, you, you, you're too kind to say, oh, hey, I've never yeah. done anything like that. Go ahead. Oh, no, no. I was going to say, I'd like to turn a couple, a uh, couple quotes out to the audience. Billy Ray, Billy Ray Valentine is our guest folks, infinite fringe America unplugged. Check them out. Oh, tell people your Twitter, uh, your Twitter handle, by the way, Billy, Billy Ray. I didn't ask about that. I should have. Well, I, you know, I'm, I'm horrible with social media Yeah, you know, and it's for a reason, right? Like I, I've, I've was told often, you know, by the alternative, do not engage with your social media. And that was great advice. Yeah. Um, but it's not the best advice if you're trying to run a podcast and promote it. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find me and I'm on, I check Twitter every day. I don't know. I don't tweet often, but I check Twitter every day. So right. at, um, Obi-Wan, you know me, that's O-B-I-U-N-O-M-E. Obi-Wan, you know me at Twitter. Um, and, uh, I'm also on Instagram. I, I rarely do anything there and I don't even know my handle. Uh, so you can find it on, I think if you, if you go to the Infinite Fringe and click on any episode, there's a list of, of contacts and, oh, cool. uh, and my email. So you can probably find it all there. That's, but, a, that's a heck of a lot of work, man. And, and you know, uh, coming at it from this side, there's always this weird balancing act between like, um, you know, finding the, the information, listening to information. That's why David Knight just blows me away so much. Um, and then getting guests when you're doing it all yourself and you've got another job, you're doing stuff with your family and stuff like that. And it's, it's just intense. It's, it's wild, you know, caring for your kids and stuff. And yeah, you know, I don't have a family. I, I'd love to, you know, get married, get started and stuff. And, uh, past couple of years have been pretty wild being so sick and everything. And you, you take it as it comes, you know, and I love the way that you balance things. It's just, uh, if I were, if I were your kid, 
I'd be saying I'd be I like my dad. He's he's an all right guy because he's he's doing a lot of good things out there. And um, I, I so let me get your opinion on this, dude. Um, one of the things that Seymour Hersh said was uh, he talked about that center down in Florida, Navy Center. And um, he said that last June, the Navy divers operating under the cover of a widely publicized midsummer NATO exercise known as Ball Tops 22 planted the remotely triggered explosives that three months later destroyed three of the four Nord Stream pipelines, according to a source with direct knowledge of the operational planning. What I'm curious, I'm, I'm, I'd love to get your thoughts on this, Billy Ray. You mentioned uh, whistleblowers sort of, do you think there are going to be more people coming out of the woodwork after, after this kind of thing? Do you think, what's that? Sorry. No, absolutely. If, if, if this is real, yeah, more people will come out. You know, but it also, if, even if it's not real, you know, and, and they want to prop up the propaganda, right? Some people will come out. But but I, I, I tend I'm leaning on the side that this is probably more real than fake. If and it is you, real. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead uh, well, go ahead. I was going to say, so so I got the I got the implication. Are you wondering that perhaps this let's say the information is real and it seems like it? Um, I mean, I'm a I'm I'm 100 percent aboard you know, because I, I already knew it anyway, you know, it was very obvious. Uh, but what I think is interesting is, do you think that this information could have been linked to Seymour Hirsch in order to inspire a more intense reaction amongst the Russian forces? Like wow. people who actually want a, 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 real con- a real conflict between Russia and the United States. After all, the United States just promised to be sending over those M1 Abrams tanks, even though they won't be useful in Ukraine until after Russia pretty much has run over the place until, you know, through spring. So right. what do you think about that? You know, something even more kinetic? It's a possibility. Um, I, I don't know how much I buy into that possibility, but it's certainly a possibility. We can't rule anything out at this point. Yeah. Um, it, you know, um, it, it just it doesn't benefit the Russians in any way, in my opinion. Yeah. You yeah. know, I just don't get it. Right. I, so if. I don't I don't even know what it would take to push the Russians to go to war with the United States. Like it's it's this is something serious. Right. Like like sometimes, you know, you get you get these two tough guys walking around. Right. Let's say I'm just I'm making up the story. Right. Yeah. Sure. And both of these guys, like like maybe maybe Bruce Lee and, and Chuck Norris, let's say they right. bump into each other. Both of them, they're they're killers. Right. Yeah. And they know that if if they get into a conflict, someone is going to die. That's it. Someone's going to die, you know, so they just walk away. Like maybe I'd, I'd like to think that the Russian have the Russians have that sort of restraint. The United States has been goading them into war for a long time. now. Yeah. Pushing and pushing and pushing, right. you know, right. um, yeah. and, and Russia's just for whatever reason, uh, maybe, you know, cooler heads prevailed over there. We don't want to start a nuclear war. I would love that. I, w- I would love for that to be the case. I, I, I don't know if this story is real. I will continue saying that, you know, because we don't know yet. I, I think it's more real than fake. I think the United States is the, the government of the United States. It's, it's it's important to make that distinction. It is not the people of the United States. Of course, it is the government of the United States. And, and it's a government within a government. It's not necessarily the whole government either. Um, they're the ones that we should scrutinize and take a look because there's a history of it. You know, and when somebody lies historically, you're going to call them a liar no matter what they say. 
That's what we're looking at here with the United States government. That's what we're looking at here with Joe Biden, who's been in government forever throughout 9-11, throughout COVID, right? This guy is a pro. We can call him a zombie. No one's really calling him a zombie when it comes to this situation. They're like, oh, my God, look what Joe Biden has pulled off. Call him a zombie all you want. He's very capable of doing something like this. Yeah, big time. Big time, big time. Boy, you nailed it, Billy Ray. Billy Ray Valentine is our guest. Billy Ray, it's funny, I've got the camera here, so I'm either looking at the camera or I'm looking at the screen. And when I'm looking at the screen, on the screen, I actually look like I'm looking directly at you, you know? And uh, I kind of, like I said to somebody else one time, I was like, I kind of like that. That's really fun. I I said it when I was looking at a picture of my friend Tom Monteleone. And um, uh, uh, it was about a week ago. Um, He's a horror writer, good guy. We had him on last night, really cool cool guy and he's getting screwed by the wokeness in the horror writing uh, field and publishing field and it's interesting Bill Ray because you know um, I I have and I've mentioned this uh, before to you guys off off the air and on the air you know I, I've become much more comfortable with I can't change anything but I get satisfaction at least in trying to warn people and I find right. kindred spirits and it's cool because I'm looking at the screen and I'm thinking about how you've had me on as a guest and now I get to have you on as a guest and it's it's nice. I want to turn to the the Rockfin chat too, because this kindred feeling that I have with you, which is so cool. And then we've got the people in the Rockfin chat, and I want to ask them if they want to ask any questions. I see a Syrian girl is in the audience. Uh, JB Morrison is there, and let's see who else is there. Um, we've got uh, Rhonda Tate is there. Rhonda, thank you very much. Jason Barker is there. And I would love to get people's thoughts. Marshwiggle is there. Yes. Uh, Marshwiggle, in response to something Syrian Girl said, I just want to let you know, Billy Ray. Yes, the blood on our hands is shameful. And we believe that we were the good guys. Such heartbreak. Yeah. And uh, that might be in reference to something specific, but it could be applied in so many instances. And, you know, one of the things I wanted to bring up to Billy Ray is... You know, I, I've spoken about this idea of the concept of the royal we and how back in the imperial days, the monarch would refer to himself or herself in the third person, as in we. It's the, it, was the, it was the plural, I should say. We, we decree that, you know, that, that map behind you belongs to us, Billy Ray. You know, <laughs> right, right. You know what's yours is ours. Um, so, hmm? yeah. And then when they started so-called democracy and we know how dangerous democracy is they transplanted the royal we into this facade which is that the government is us which it is not in any way it never is because if it is us and it's voluntary then it's not a government it's not a polis it's not a political entity and what i think is interesting is i was looking at the preamble to the constitution and it says we the people of the united states right and i said the the pronoun we when used in a political sense is the most dangerous pronoun because it's a pronoun of forced inclusion it's a pronoun of slavery right it's a it's a comfortable way to give somebody a bear hug and you're not letting go mm. you wow. got them it's right. us it's we don't you understand how and then it's gaslighting how right. dare you not and this is one of the reasons as i mentioned remember the uh, the times square bomber when he testified, they said, how do you plead many years ago? And he said, and it, it dovetails with what Ron Paul said, and he got booed and laughed at by the Republicans in a debate when he said, look at what the U.S. is doing overseas. 
that is blowback that you're seeing. These people resent the United States and, and so many of the terrorist things are just put ups. But many of the people, if they do get involved in these, you know, individual things here and there, and it's tough to distinguish which are real and which aren't. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but many of these guys, when they are asked, why did you do it? They'll say it's because of U.S. foreign policy. Of course. You're, you're bombing soccer games in Yemen, for God's sake. You're bombing weddings. What, who the hell do you think you are? Right. Mm -hmm. So what's interesting is the, the Times Square bomber suspect, they asked him, how do you plead? And he said, guilty, guilty. I'm, I'm quoting verbatim. Guilty, guilty, a thousand times guilty. And if the United States continues to do what it is doing in the Middle East, more civilians will die. Yeah. Because they, like us, have been sold this idea that the U.S. government is us. Yeah. It's the royal we. They just transplanted it to now make it almost impervious to attack. Because how dare you attack the United States? It's all of us. And you're not liking that? That's just, just messed up. It's so screwed up, right? Yeah. So I think it's interesting because you call this out. I call this out. Tulsi Gabbard calls this out. So many people are starting to call this out. And I think one of the things that it really is infused in this Twitter management of speech debate thing is how many people are starting to shake out of the realization that they're being sold a bill of goods when people say we stand for this. And when we go, uh, yeah, when one looks at the United States and the military interventions all over the place, I, I try to remind people it's never we, it's always an I. A person who decides that he is going to conform to an order that is immoral it's on him. I agree. Yeah. No, hey, I, do you mind? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. What's up, Gordon? What we well, say? I was going to say, uh, do, you, do you mind uh, uh, sitting with me with uh, a little fiction that, that might actually tie, tie in with that? Absolutely. I have a few minutes left. Um, awesome. Let, let, let me give you a final, yeah, final thoughts on that. Based on that, which is very true and correct, right? Um I, I, I always remember and I always uh, give this as an example, even though there are a plethora of examples that we can choose uh, on, on American history and what, and what America has done throughout the world to, to justify, quote unquote, the blowback that we get for yeah. it or whatever. But I, but I, I, I use Qasem Soleimani. Because yes. that, that was a big point during the Trump administration, right? And, and uh, they say that, that, you know, Trump has never started any wars, any new wars or whatever. He'd certainly carried out a bunch of old ones, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, and, uh, and he tried to overthrow the government of Venezuela also. No, but nobody counts that yeah. for whatever reason. But uh, they, they took credit and joy in the killing of Qasem Soleimani. And, and like, like the Times Square bomber said, there will be more. Right. As a result of that, I, I was I always say he he watered the tree of of war with the blood of Qasem Soleimani, and that that will that will go on for generations. Boy, they don't forget. They're yeah. not gonna forget this. They did. Yeah. There's there's already been some legit um, attacks, uh, small ones, minor ones. I forget. There was a, a lady that 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 carried out an attack and, and said that it was on behalf of Qasem Soleimani. Right. But a, mm -hmm. a major false flag can probably happen or a real event uh, 
that was is based upon the killing revenge for the killing of Qasem Soleimani. We we should expect that. Not not, not uh, uh, think that it might happen. I, I think we should expect some blow. That's not over, and they're going to use that. In my yeah. Opinion. You know, yeah, and they, they, you know, they might be even more reckless in targeting people like this and these extrajudicial killings because they have the mindset of a Madeleine Albright, because they've got the twisted brain stem of the uh, lizard brain of Victoria Nuland, not thinking about innocent people who are going to get crushed. So if they can not care about people not having heat or food, half a million people starving or dying because they don't have medicine in Iraq, then they certainly would have no problem carrying out the extrajudicial murder of somebody that they haven't tried, knowing that it will inspire even more blowback and give their deep state anti-terror powers even more power. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, what you brought up, it really hit me too, Billy Ray, because it goes back to what we were discussing in the chat about blood on our hands and how Marshwiggle said, you know, we believe that we were the good guys, such heartbreak. And they they're the, they put this blood on our hands. They make us pay for this or we'll go to jail. Um, my friend Anthony Gregory, very anti-war guy, he said, I try to find every possible way not to pay taxes. And I was like, yeah. And, and he said, because they use it to make bombs to kill right. people. <laughs> and and it is hard. And and so, you know, not to not to sort of um it's 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 a, it's a, with a mixture of positives and hope that you're finding kindred spirits, you know, Billy Ray. And at the same time, you're sort of you don't want to leave it like you're feeling boxed in and frustrated, like you've been thrown into a big cage or something like that, that you just can't get out of. Because I think spiritually, there's always hope. And if we can fight this in any small way that we can, uh, I think that's good. You know, Um Anyway, final thoughts, and then we'll go to uh, go to this uh, little bit of fiction. It's pretty pretty quick, but I think you might dig it. That's it. Let's do the fiction. Let's All go. right, man.